notable New York gallerist Ilya Friedman was kind enough to give me a tour of the Milford Graves exhibition currently on at Friedman Gallery on the Bowery in New York City. Milford Graves, born August 20th, 1941, passed away February 12th, 2021. He was an American jazz drummer, percussionist, professor emeritus of music, researcher, inventor, visual artist, sculptor, gardener, herbalist, and martial artist. Graves was noteworthy for his early avant-garde contributions in the 1960s with Paul Blay, Albert Eiler, and the New York Art Quartet, and is considered to be a free jazz pioneer, liberating percussion from its timekeeping role. So we went through the gallery and looked at the entire exhibition piece by piece, and the following conversation is evidence of that here on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. It is Milford Graves, Heart Harmonics, Sound, Energy, and Natural Healing Phenomena, which is on on view at Friedman Gallery through July 7th, 2021. All right. Let's see the first piece. First piece is a portrait of Milford Graves done by his granddaughter, Tatiana, after he passed away last February. We had given to Milford and his family five of these gongs, these Chinese wind gongs, to paint on with the idea that we would also wire them for sound and have them resonate in the space as paintings. He got to paint two of the five and the other two were painted by his widow, Lois Graves, which are at the end of this room. And the fifth one was given to his granddaughter to make this portrait. Hmm. They were very close. So in general, the family took his passing very hard and grieved and they weren't sure that they'd go through with the exhibition, but ultimately decided that it was best for, um, for Milford's art to have it be seen in a show that he intended um, as a complete expression of this new body of work in which sound is involved in the making of visual art. Mm -hmm. We also show a video um, shot by his student and documentarian, Jake McGinsky, um, which is called the the Bata Wormhole. And it shows some of the older multimedia pieces that Milford is perhaps better known for. They were exhibited at the Queens Museum as part of the um, Queens Triennial a few years ago. They were also exhibited at the ICA in Philadelphia last fall. Uh, That exhibition hopefully will travel to other venues in the years to come. But in our version, um, we are presenting artwork that was made specifically for 
this gallery exhibition. Mm -hmm. um, say something about these paintings that we're looking at. So these paintings were made by uh, sandwiching a palette of paint between two surfaces. In this case, a vinyl record cover and a sheet of drawing paper. And then applying a transducer to the back of one of the surfaces and vibrating the paint in the middle to mix it. Mm. And Milford would move the transducer on the back of the paper as if it's a stethoscope on a patient's chest or a drum brush on the skin of a drum or indeed a, a painting brush. Mm -hmm. um, and when he thought and he felt that the painting was ready, he would open up the paper and you would have a pair of sibling paintings. Sometimes he would leave them untouched as the sound would leave it. And sometimes he would paint on the margins or with it to finish the pieces. So most of this exhibition consists of these pairs of paintings made with sound vibrations mm. as, a, as a tool. Right. And how did you initially connect with Melford? Um, it was through Jake, the man who made a documentary about Milford's life and work called The Full Mantis, Milford Graves' Full Mantis. We, right. screened, we screened that documentary at the gallery um, several years ago when it premiered as part of our performance festival called the New Year Festival, which we have every January at the gallery for the last seven years. And Jake had performed at the gallery as, as an electronic musician. So we already had a relationship. And so when he introduced me to Milford, um, it was in the context of talking about a gallery taking on some a representational capacity for Milford's visual art, which had never happened before. Hmm. So this is the first one. This is the first ever Milford Graves gallery exhibition. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he had he had work at the Queens Museum, had work at the ICA in Philadelphia, but never, never at a commercial art gallery. So is what you're showing me now more of the vibration pieces? There's a little bit of drawing in the one on the right that's different. Yeah, exactly. They this pair also began as pallets um, of paint being squished together and vibrated, and you see the forms match. They're just turned 90 degrees. Um, but then around this one, he drew these semi-abstract, semi-figurative characters. Mm -hmm. I had the... Um, I had the dim-wittedness to ask Milford at one point 
if his works were abstract or figurative. And he said, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Hmm. So, so he saw, he didn't really see, he didn't see the, the difference. No, because it is all coming from the energy that is inside the body, that is um, in the heart beat, that is also at the core of the earth. And it's those energies that express themselves through the hands of a percussionist or through sound or through a paintbrush. Mm -hmm. And every time you pour that onto paper, it's about that energy that passes through the body. Mm -hmm. This so has a little bit of collage. This one has a little bit of collage in it. Uh, yeah, this one has. So again, it began as a as this mixing of paint, which is present in its sister piece here. Um, and then in the collage version, he attaches a little miniature drum mm. toys, mm -hmm. a little piano over here, mm -hmm. a little saxophone and Mm-hmm. And uh, violins. Interesting. Nature, tree, face. I'm more familiar with Melford's music. This is my first um, exposure to his visual art. So it's quite fascinating. It's fascinating. I suppose it began when he painted uh, vinyl covers for his records so the sleeves for the records were hand painted mm -hmm. um, and in that sense this last body of work connects to the very first visual art he made because mm -hmm. half of the pieces are on vinyl covers as well oh i see that's a, actually an lp cover with yes on it right yeah the square ones are, are that, yep. Mm -hmm. Here's then, another. Uh, that's on a screen and the other one's on paper. Yeah, the one on the left is on paper and this one is a scroll. And it's just like one of those decorative scrolls you'd find in a Chinese, I don't know, medical office or Right. Mm -hmm. Again, the palette of paint is the same in both pieces, but it's left by it's, itself. It's One handled differently, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 left unfinished in one version and and painted unowned in the other. Yep. Mm -hmm. Almost like it was done at a similar time phase as the other one. 
So these all kind of relate to the body in a certain way. Yes, that, no, they do. I mean, he was a student of the body and a student of the human heart as both a musical instrument and a healing device. Um, he would record the heartbeat and wrote a computer program that turned heartbeat frequencies into melodies and he called that heart music so the program would assign specific notes musical notes to uh, individual frequencies mm -hmm. and it would it would create synthesized music that he then applied back to his own body through electrodes so he played that synthesized heart music back into his body to treat his arrhythmia. And he credited that treatment with extending his life by at least two years because he'd been given six months to live three years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, through these daily treatments was able to stabilize his heart um, and accomplish many more things, including this exhibition. Mm -hmm. So and, did he know that you were doing the exhibition before he passed? Yeah, no, absolutely. We met last September and throughout the fall and the beginning of winter, we met several times at his house to discuss and conceptualize the exhibition. And so these ideas of using sound directly as a painting tool and also as resonance for the gongs, for the gong paintings, that is something that we, you know, bounced back and forth and came up with uh, in a collaborative way. Mm -hmm. And of course, I didn't know what exactly he would do, how he would do it. Um, but with every studio visit, it would sort of crystallize into these two bodies of work, the gong paintings and the vibration paintings. Mm -hmm. Works on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they all, I guess they all have different sacred functions and are trying to um, create higher peace and understanding in a certain way. Right. Um, so how long has your gallery been uh, in existence? Um, it's been in existence for eight years. Okay. And were you in Chelsea at one point or have you always been on the Bowery? We were on Spring and Hudson on the west side of Soho for the first five years of our existence. Um, and then Disney bought the whole block to build their corporate headquarters and demolished these hundred year old printing press buildings, including 
city winery mm. uh, and our gallery. And we had to move, but for us, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because we are uh, two blocks away from the new museum and in a gallery district. It's in a mm. good move. But the gallery began as a kind of attempt to degentrify New York or to counteract the flight of creative communities from Manhattan to the outer boroughs and outside the city due to gentrification. Uh, and so sound was always an important part of our program. For me, it's kind of the ultimate art form because it's always site-specific, it's always physical, and it's ephemeral, it's not for sale. And so it expresses that sort of pure outpouring of artistic energy that's not tainted by the market or trends, mm -hmm. you know, and so on. So we've had a sound performance program from the very beginning. And this show is kind of a culmination of the visual art and the sound art sides of our program. And when does the show close? Uh, July 7th. July the 7th. So uh, we'll have to come and see it before then. Um, and what do you have coming up that you want people to know about? We have a group show uh, opening after this one on July 14th by a writer, curator, and activist, Nyama Safaya Sandy. And she is our first writer and curator in residence, uh, which we continue, which we intend to continue annually. And it's a show of 12 artists, 12 young and mid-career artists working in various media called Alternating Currents. Um, and I guess, I guess you're going to be able to have a, an actual opening this time. Yeah, we'll have a proper opening on uh, Wednesday, I believe it is, July 14th. And all are welcome. We also recently opened a second location in Beacon, New York, upstate. Oh, wow. An hour and a half north of the city. And uh, we'll be opening our second exhibition there on July the 3rd. So coming up quite soon. And the opening there will be followed by a performance, a live performance by M.V. Carbon and Ka Baird uh, on the lawn outside the gallery. So okay. we, started a, we started a performance series in Beacon on the first Saturday of every month. Mm -hmm. Wow. That sounds fantastic. Okay, well, yeah. we'll be on the lookout for that. And thanks for the tour of the Milford Graves show. You're um, welcome. Thank you. And. Sorry, go ahead. Would you like to go downstairs and hear some heart music? Absolutely. Cool. You have a, a downstairs, good. Yeah, that's where Milford's lab view animations, he called them, uh -huh. are playing. 
with heart music that I described as a soundtrack. Uh, the animations show screenshots of the software he was using to create the music. I see. So it's connecting in with the body in a certain way. Yeah, and the sound down here is very physical. It's driven by a custom-made subwoofer that Milford specified for the ICA show in Philadelphia that is capable of reproducing frequencies down to five hertz. So infralow frequencies that, you know, the human ear cannot hear below 20 hertz. Hmm. Uh, so the bass sounds in between, they affect the body, but we cannot hear them. Hmm. And we, uh, we have it here. This is the mixing board. That right. Plays. It's you a custom, really custom unit. Yeah, you can't really see the subwoofer, but it's there. Mm -hmm. So he was a student of African art, Egyptian art in particular. That shape you see in the middle there is a scarab, which symbolized uh, the and this is a, uh, a readout uh, of the, the sounds. Yeah, this is a, a readout of the heartbeat. Of the heartbeat, right. I see, I see it now. Right, very interesting. So right there, you heard the heartbeat and now you hear the melody that the software created from that heartbeat. Oh, so is it almost like AI? It's, yeah, it's algorithmic. Um, I see. The scarab symbolized eternal life and rebirth, recurrence. Milford um, was really after this universal energy that ensures that life goes on. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for the tour of the show. It's, a, it's an excellent show and uh, I think very historically important to, to have the first exhibition of Milford's visual art in, as a solo show. And especially since you collaborated him before his passing is uh, significant as well. Thank you. Thank are you, you planning? Noah. Are you planning on tour? Is it going to tour somewhere, or is it going to? How How are you planning on? Um, is Does it have an afterlife after the solo show? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think the gong installation, in particular, we would like to show in different different contexts, possibly um, included in institutional exhibitions if the curators. Um, would have it. Um, there have already been <laughs> interested people in Beacon to have us show the work at our location there, but we'll see. Um, but I think uh, Milford's life's legacy, including the visual art, is just really beginning to be appreciated and we'll see and hear more of it.
in the years to come. That would be great. Thanks again for doing what you're doing. I think it's an honor to talk to you and it's very meaningful for me to be able to hear about this. Thank you very much, Noah. And we'll Likewise. talk, we'll talk, keep in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Take care, bye-bye. White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading institutions for contemporary art. Find us on the web.